A painful recession is coming and this graph guarantees it. Who knows, maybe even a depression. And this is a graph that you have access to and I'll explain and show you where you can find access to it. But it's the one graph that I would argue matters most and that if I can encourage you to monitor it yourself, then fantastic. And the great thing about this is that there's not any sort of theory that needs to go into it because we can look at past actions, consider the context at the time of those actions, and then reach a more than plausible conclusion, which we'll do here. But before we get to all that, I need to set up some general understanding here about how bonds work. And if you've watched the past videos of mine, then you know I've kind of been building on the past couple, but I'll assume that you haven't watched those and I'll go through this very quickly here. But the way the bond market works is this, is that you have the price of bond and that as bond prices go down, you have another thing associated with bonds and that is known as their interest rate. And as bond prices go down, the IR interest rate, that goes up. And this in interest rate is associated with a variety of things. It's associated with mortgage payments. It's associated with car payments. So there's a nice little car there. I know I'm an artist. It's associated with credit cards, consumer debt. So once again, as bond prices go down, interest rates go up, and those interest rates going up are gonna make mortgages more expensive, car payments more expensive, credit card payments more expensive, and all of that. So that matters because starting June 1st, the Federal Reserve is gonna start a balance sheet reduction. So what does that actually mean? All that means is that they're gonna stop buying bonds. And they're the biggest bond buyer, and it goes to reason that, okay, if the biggest bond buyer is gonna stop buying, but get this, not only are they gonna stop buying bonds, they're gonna start selling bonds, aka the reduction in the balance sheet, it seems reasonable and plausible to say, you know, bond prices are probably gonna go down when you have the biggest buyer gone and all of a sudden that biggest buyer is now selling. Again, reasonable that bond prices are gonna go down, which again is gonna cause interest rates to go up, which therefore is gonna cause all those different things that we've talked about, houses, car payments, credit card payments, to get that much more expensive. But in all actuality, we don't even need to sit here and theorize about it because of this graph, the Federal Reserve has already reduced its balance sheet once before which reasonable people would go on and say, oh, okay, so it's happened before. Well, what happened the last time? And let's take a look. Now, I will put a link down to this graph below if you wanna follow this chart itself, but this is literally coming right from the Federal Reserve site. Now, I, I get it, you might be saying, Clay, you're actually trusting data that the government's given us, fine, but even if we assume that this is manipulated, manipulated or not, the data is still illustrating the, the general purpose and general context of what I wanna explain here. So all this line chart is showing us as well right there, balance sheet trends. And I'm not trying to insult your intelligence, I'm assuming you can read a line chart, but just to keep us on the same page, you can see that this line started to go down. Meaning, okay, well the balance sheet was getting smaller and smaller, the Federal Reserve started to reduce their balance sheet. Okay, well, you can see that here it was going down. Now, the first bit of context is, okay, well what was going on back in, let's just call it 2018, to 2019, slightly into 2019, but over this year, year and a half period. And the big question is, how was inflation during this period? Was inflation consuming the headlines? Were you just feeling like prices were going up like crazy? And no, inflation by no means, in fact, you could probably go it up a lot of people and say inflation, be like, what are you talking about? What's inflation? It was not even close to the imagination of a, a mainstream headline. In fact, the Federal Reserve at this point in time right here was complaining that inflation was not high enough. 
They wanted it at 2%, it was below 2%. So I don't wanna sidetrack this, but the point here being is at this moment in time, inflation was not a problem, it was not an issue at all. And you can see here, because of that line, the balance sheet was getting reduced. However, let's just scroll down a little bit more and you'll notice that that line all of a sudden started to go up. Now this was in, when it started to go up, was here in September of 2019. Well before, we're talking months and months and months before all the COVID stuff really got crazy. And I bring that up because you can't sit there and blame, oh well COVID was the reason why the, the balance sheet needed to no longer be reduced, but actually started to be expanded again. So the Federal Reserve started to expand the balance sheet again before COVID even hit. Now you can see right here, will COVID will, will hit right there. <laughs> As you noticed, this line chart just goes straight up. So that was COVID. But you know, I don't want us to get distracted, so let's just not even focus, because again, this to me is not the revealing part. The revealing part is that this area right here, they stopped reducing the balance sheet and started increasing the balance sheet. Why? Was it because, I, I mean, what, what was going on there? Because the economy already started to buckle at that point in time. And the other dynamic, remember, let's keep in mind, inflation was not a problem, but the other dynamic here is they started when the you know balance sheet was right around $4.5 trillion. So 4.5 trillion inflation, not even an issue, yet the Federal Reserve still came down here, and, and we'll call this the WF zone. They waved the white flag, right? They're like, we, no, we're done. We're not reducing the balance sheet anymore. Things are getting too shaky out there. Uh, again, bond prices, yields, our, our interest rates are going up. Things are just getting too shaky. So we're only we're not only going to stop reducing reducing the balance sheet. We're going to start increasing it again. So it's not like they just gave up and said, "Okay, we'll just stop." No, no, no. They stopped and then reversed course and started to expand it again. Again, at a 4.5 trillion balance sheet and inflation not even an issue in the least. So now let's fast forward to where things currently stand. And they're going to start this as I showed you with that headline June 1st supposedly. Well, now the balance sheet is at basically 9 trillion. And let's go back to that inflation question. Is inflation like have you heard of inflation in the headlines? Is inflation kind of seem to be an issue right now? A stupid question. Yes, it is. So in an environment where inflation was not an issue and where the balance sheet was only 4.5 trillion, that still caused them to have that white flag moment. What do you think is going to happen if that line starts to go not down now? Is it reasonable to think that there's gonna be a lot of pain? But the difference is that inflation, because last time the, the Federal Reserve could do that, right? They could say, okay, white flag, we're gonna reverse course. Can they do that now? I mean, they could, but what is that gonna do to inflation? It's gonna do the exact opposite of helping inflation. It's gonna make it worse because, again, this section here, when they're expanding the balance sheet, that is money printing. That is just inserting more money into the system. Hey, gay, inflation, which causes prices to increase. So are they really gonna insert a bunch of money into the system when the very problem they're trying to figure out here and fight is inflation? Do you see the problem here? 
That's a very, very sticky situation, and it's a very bad situation, especially when you consider that this time, white flag moment number one, inflation was not an issue. So there was still uh, there was still an exit plan, if you will, of, okay, abandon this plan. Let, let's just insert more money into the economy. I mean, they can do it this time, but if they do it this time, if you think inflation is bad right now, buckle up. So yes, I don't see how this does not lead to a recession. The further this gets, the more and more painful things you're gonna get. And assuming that the Federal Reserve operates like they say they will be, uh, this is gonna get bad uh, because all you gotta do is just look back a few years and consider the environment back then, and it was so much more pleasant. There was no inflation, yet they still had to wave the white flag. Not a good sign at all. So let me know your thoughts on this. Agree, disagree, am I missing something? Should I be factoring something else in? I, I am really enjoying doing these current event videos and, um, and I will read your comment, will reply, and you know, may, your, your comment may even spread another idea for a video. Or if you have a suggestion for another video, a question, by all means, please leave those down below and that could very well prompt me uh, to do another video on the topic. But yes, as far as I'm concerned, this white flag location on the graph guarantees that, all right, a recession is coming, and depending on how bad it gets, maybe even some sort of depression. But like I said, leave your thoughts down below. Hit that like button, leave a comment, and check out the channel as a whole, and uh, hopefully decide to subscribe. And once again, if you're interested in this chart, that way you're not, you know, realizing I'm not pulling off some sort of random uh, graph here, I'll put a link down below. So thanks again for watching. Hit that like button, leave a simple comment down below. First off, thanks so much for watching the entire video. Real quick, before you go, I wanna invite you to a live webinar, web class, training, workshop, online event, whatever you wanna call it, but it will be me live revealing to you what I discovered that has allowed me to transform myself from being an employee to being my own boss, including how I had only one losing day out of 73 days in total. I'm gonna to cover three keys that have helped me unlock profitable consistency within the markets. The first key is super weird, but in a productive type of way. The second key is super awesome because it quite literally is wired into our DNA as humans, making it very easy to use. But in a cruel way, this becomes a pitfall for many traders. I'll explain it all though, including how to avoid the pitfall that it creates for some. And yeah, the third key, when you hear it, sounds way too good, way too, good to be true, but it's not, and I'll show you how it all works. Then at the end, I open it up for a question and answer session that is, again, totally live. Even if you can't make the live session, please still sign up as it will be recorded, and you can go back and watch the replay that I will send you. Click the image on the screen or click the link down in the description box so you can get the date and time and claim your spot, which I should note is limited due to the fact that this truly is a live event. If you have any questions, let me know. If not, I'll be seeing you soon.